Welcome to Season 6 of Camille's Demi Hour. I am your host, Camille Broderick, and this is Nantucket's NPR station 89.5 WNCK. This is a half-hour show dedicated to the Epicurean world here on Nantucket and beyond. On the show, I interview guests who will share their inspiring and thoughtful perspectives and how they are leading the charge in the ever-changing landscape of food, wine, agriculture, and hospitality. I hope this show broadens your view of this great world we live in and helps you to engage with your community and support your neighbor. Cheers and welcome to the table. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. This is Camille's Demi Hour on 89.5 Nantucket's NPR station. And we have yet to have a food and wine tasting on the show in a while. And seeing how much we are all staying at home these days and enjoying the company of our close friends and family, I thought it would be a great idea to have a wine and cheese pairing on the show. Classic French cheeses and classic French wines, just to make it simple. Let's just go really original here. And then hopefully this will inspire us to enjoy these last few weeks of summer. And today for this special tasting, we have Charles Duke. He is the managing director of America's French Dairy Cheese Board here in based in New York City. And he has chosen this selection today and wanted to be on the show and share his amazing knowledge of French cheeses with the Nantucket audience. And his main objective is to serve as the point of contact for French cheese here in North America and Latin America. So in other words, we want to thank Charles for probably allowing us to have access to amazing French cheeses here in the United States, right? Well, I wouldn't take uh, all the credit for that, but thank you. (laughs) Well, we welcome you, Monsieur Duke. Hi, Camille. Thanks so much for having me. Before we jump into the tasting, let's just start with some simple questions. Why you do what you do and why French cheese is important for us in the U.S. and the culture in France. Well, I um, I started um, in the food industry. It was my first my first job was at um, Petrosian Caviar here in New York. Uh, after living abroad for uh, for five years. I came back. I was living in Paris. I came back to to, to New York, and they were looking for somebody to handle uh, sales, and so that kind of got me into the food world. And from there, I evolved into other positions, and then I was at the um, French trade office for for a few years, and that's where I got to meet a lot of the uh, the cheese producers. Uh, so I was lucky enough to go to France several times to visit all of the production facilities, large and small, in places that some of my French friends have never been to. So it's uh, it's been quite uh, quite wonderful trips to see the countryside, to see um, aging facilities in, in in old forts, to see uh, you know large factories that produce uh, tons of cheese for export. We're we're actually you know very into cheese here in the state. There are a lot of uh, artisanal producers that are producing very original and wonderful cheeses. And happy to see that France is you know usually the um, the reference when it comes to um, specialty cheeses here in the U.S. So a lot of them, you know, have uh, been to France, have studied in France, have done internships in France come back with that knowledge and uh, and use it to to produce wonderful products. Well, I think one way to start this tasting is to talk about when do we eat cheese. That's sort of one of my hiccups, I think, with uh, with Americans and cheese that we always – and I'm guilty because I just love cheese so I could eat it all the time. And I tend to have it before dinner or at like an appetizer. But I know that I do love ending a meal with cheese. So is that – that's still sort of the, 
the European culture, not just French culture, to end a meal with cheese? Is that still the standard? You know, traditionally, yes. But nowadays, even in France, you know, they are serving cheese as an appetizer to welcome your guests. But um, <laughs> traditionally, it was after the uh, the main course and before dessert to kind of go from the savory and the salty into the sweet. Well, what I do love is that not everyone has a sweet tooth, so it is nice to end with cheese as, an, as another option. Exactly. Um, all right, well, let's begin. I have my three wines. We're going to do three cheeses today and three wines. Um, what I did here today, we have, so the, the first one is the brie. Uh, then we are going to go move on to a conte, and then we're going to finish off with a laiole. So in an order from mildest to strongest. Great. The wine is paired in different ways. It's either a contrasting pairing or a complementary pairing, uh, in this case from the same region, or give it some kind of, you know, experience, a pleasant experience in mouth. Wonderful. I cannot wait. Oh, do, okay. Do you want to talk about the, the wine first or the cheese with each course? I, would, I wouldn't mind if you spoke about the wine, since you're, you're more of a wine professional. I'm, I, I'm not, so I know about the wine, but I don't know if I'll be as, as thorough as you will. Did you hear that? That, yes. that, 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 that means yes. That means yes, I will okay. do that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, Beaujolais, it is absolutely one of my favorite regions. And I think nowadays, you might know this better than I, but I think on some of the bottles, like this one, we're starting with the Juliana. Is that the proper? You can always correct me. Please correct me. I never want to enunciate <laughs> poorly. Juliana, yeah. And Les Moules. So Juliana, Les Moules, Les Mouilles. Les Mouilles. Les, Les Mouilles. Mouilles. Yeah. Uh, 2019, and it's by Pardon and Fee. So, um, Fee. That one you pronounce the yes. Yes, I do. Pardon <laughs> Fee. Okay, so this wine, it is Gamay, 100%, and there are not crew... Um, designations per se within Beaujolais. However, they do have 10 beautiful designations that have their own sort of ranks um, within them. And Juliana is one of the best. And so thank you for sharing this one. This will, this will be great. Usually they're very light. You serve them um, with a slight chill, which I love um, a red wine with a slight chill. I think that's mm -hmm. and just really, really easy to drink at the same time. They have typically a high acidity, but low tannin, so, but like grapefruit. So they can pair really well with certain cheeses, I think, across the board. Exactly. And and I think this is, this is why we chose this wine with with a brie, which you know everybody's familiar with a brie. So this is you know lactic. It has the the creaminess and the butteriness that we uh, that we enjoy. Brie is a double cream, so there's not that much butter fat added to the milk uh, when it's being uh, produced. While a triple creme, they'll add 75% buttercream. This one will usually have 60%. Uh, by adding the the additional butter fat, you're going to get something that's practically butter and much more lactic than brie. It's a question of texture. It's a question of aromas. You know, all these cheeses, I took them out of the fridge probably an hour ago, so mm -hmm. they're very creamy and, and mild. The uh, the brie now, I'm tasting it, is um is is not oozing. You started? Did you start there. without me? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting nope. days for this. No. Um, well, that's another thing. The temperature of the cheese is important. Yes. Uh, you want to bring it to room temp. That's pretty standard exactly. for almost all cheeses, wouldn't you say? Definitely. If you're just joining us, we are speaking with Charles Duke. He is the current managing director for the American Cheese Board in New York. He is responsible for promoting and educating people about 
French cheeses in North America and Latin America. And he has selected a great cheese pairing today with delicious French wines, French cheeses, and French wines. And we're just getting started. So we're starting with the brie, classic brie. Oh, my goodness. Go okay. So we just jumped in. All right. So I started. Wow. So oh, do you okay. eat the cheese first or do you do wine first? What do you normally tell people I, of tasting? course, eat the, the, eat the cheese first. You probably mm -hmm. say drink the wine first. <laughs> I would. I would. I'd kind of like wet the palate. But at the same time, start with the cheese on the palate, maybe just as a blank canvas. Yes. Yes, I agree. And for this particular pairing, I would start with the cheese. And when you're taking that first bite, you're going to feel the creaminess. You're going to have those lactic flavors, buttery flavors. I think you're going to see that the rind brings a bit of texture. It gives it a little bit of a mushroomy flavor as well. And eating the rind. Yes, in no, this case, it's how very often? Important. Yeah. Yes, in this case, bloomy rinds are a must. I think it really adds to the mouthfeel. It adds to yeah. the texture. It adds to the flavor. Not all the rinds are edible, not because there's anything wrong with them, just because it's not enjoyable, let's say. Mm -hmm. Some of them are hard. Some of them are waxed. In these particular cheeses like breeze, camembert, triple cremes, it's totally fine to eat the rind. It, it's recommended, actually. And so the reason why this pairing works with the Juliana is because, like you mentioned, it, it's a light wine. It's low in tannins, but it's high in acidity. And when you take your, your first sip of the wine, you'll notice that that acidity will cut through the fat and cleanse your palate. All right. I'm going in for the wine finally. I have not stopped mm -hmm. eating this brie. And I'm going to tell you something. Brie is not my number one choice of all cheeses. But this brie, I'm going to say... It's the best one I've ever had in my life. Oh. This brie is awesome. I'm glad you like it. And, you know, and I think it also has to do with um, the the ingredients and all, you know, the backstory that that is and all the producers and the oh. cows and the farmers. And there's no hormones injected in them. They don't use uh, any type of um, of uh, penicillium, anything like that for um for the when the cow gets sick, for instance. So it's all very natural. It's almost organic. The uh, the cows have to be out in pasture most of the time, uh, you know, except for the winters when they eat, they eat hay, let's say, but otherwise they're grass-fed. So all these things really add mm. to the uh, to the product. And, you know, now that you're tasting it, you kind of see that it is of a superior quality. It's outstanding. It's truly delicious. And with the wine, Charles, it's so good. When I think there's a good pairing Sometimes it just complements one another, but this elevates mm -hmm. both. And that to me is when you've hit a perfect pairing, when the wine gets elevated and the cheese is elevated and the flavors are just kind of still just rising. Amazing pairing. Okay. <laughs> so number two. So we, we love Beaujolais. I'm a Brie convert. So thank you. That was a, a revelation for me. Uh, moving on to number two, we are doing a classic Conte. Now that's another cheese that might be underrated or overrated, depending on how you look at it. It's pr pretty common to find in the stores, but this specific one is aged 30 months and straight from the Jura. All Conte has to come from the Conte region, correct? In Jura. I'll let you correct. talk. I'll talk wine. No, no, this is a PDO cheese, a protected designation of origin cheese. So it is, uh, it has a very strict production method. It has to come from a certain geographical area. Uh, the breed of cattle has to be, you know, Montbéliard, Montal. Uh, the cows have to be grazing out, outside for at least four months. You know, all these things are 
stipulated in the recipe in order for this cheese to be called Conte. It's a staple for the country. It's the livelihood of all these farmers and producers and, and affineur, which is, you know, the people who age the cheese. This is an industry that's very important in the region. And these people are have been doing this for hundreds of years, and, and they want to keep their tradition going. So hence the PDO seal that guarantees that authenticity and keeps these farmers alive in, in doing what they do best. Mm, don't stop them. Um, they're I so good at what they do. <laughs> to keep it going. I know. This is one of those big mountain cheeses. Uh, it takes you know, between 118 and 160 gallons to just make one wheel. It's aged anywhere between four months minimum. It goes all the way to 24, 30 months like the one you have. It is a, uh, a beautiful cheese that has characteristics that are unique to each wheel, which is what makes it very, very special. There's actually a Conte aroma wheel that was developed that has 83 different descriptors. Oh, fascinating. Of, of how this cheese can taste. Because in the region where the cheese is produced or where the milk is, is, is being collected, each farm has its own terroir, has its own elevation, has mm. its own you know, characteristics. So each wheel is different. The land is very important to, uh, to the final product. And here, you know, we can have aromas of hazelnut or, or onion or springberry, grass, wet earth. So, yeah, this is, this is one of the, in my opinion, you're right, underrated, but it's one of the best cheeses because each piece is unique. The, to me, this Go cheese ahead. is the most nutty and sweet. It really has that, um, that beautiful combination. But like you said, mountainous, it's funny to, to define what mountainous tastes like, but this is kind of it. It's that mushroomy, it's earthy aromas in the air, but then that sweetness of the grass that kind of comes up. It's almost as if the aromas from the soil are just rising up and they just come into this cheese. It's so delicious. Yeah. Right. With the Conte. This is, it's Tissot I just saw the Tissot name and I, I gave it the stamp approval, but it does have the hyphen, so I'm guessing it's probably a marriage of some sort. Tissot Mare, Cremant de Jura, and this is a Brut Rosé. So this is yes. really exciting stuff. Definitely going to open it right now because I waited so long. Charles. <laughs> and so <laughs> Jura is a, a very... alternative to champagne. Yep. You know, Cremants are a great alternative. Um, having a rosé for me always kind of elevates Woo! it to another level. And, you know, and, and again, here we're, we're doing a complimentary pairing from the same region. Cremant is another word for sparkling in France. So any Cremant is just a sparkling outside of Champagne. But the Jura, it's an amazing wine region. They do everything. They do sweet yeah. well, they do white well, they do red well, and they do sparkling well. They're east of Burgundy. They're right on the border. So definitely are in the shadow of Burgundy. They know it. Burgundy knows it. They live with it. <laughs> but, but everyone knows Jura is special in its own way. Again, the Conte comes from there. So this pairing couldn't be, I think, any more perfect. But underrated, don't you agree? I mean, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I've turned on a lot of my friends to Cremont. They, they, they had no idea this existed. Okay, so I'm putting my nose in there. Very pretty. It's mm -hmm. very, very rose and delicate aromas. It actually does smell pretty champagne-like. I'm not gonna, I'm yes. not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Now it's a very light mousse. Mousse meaning the effervescence, the bubbles, which I like. Yes. Is your how's yours? Very light, right? Yes, very light. It's delicious. It's it's a little fruity. I'm getting like um, slight slight floral. Yes, slight floral and like berries. Good acidity. I think 
I'm going to try the cheese with it. So mm. you have a 30-month-old Conte. So this is um, more of a, um, you know, as cheese ages, it loses humidity. So it's, and what are, what aromas are you getting out of it? Of the of the wine or the cheese? Of the cheese. Sorry, the cheese. So that's another thing which I wanted to ask you. Um, like wine, it's fun to smell cheese, right? When you open your cheese, yes. it's fun to smell it just like you're smelling in your glass. You You can tell different characteristics just by the aromas as you're unpacking them. Super mushroom. I think the the nose is a lot more earthy than the palate on the cheese. Okay. And for me, the the sparkling from the Jura, the Brut Rosé, is just cutting into the cheese. It's just it's just it's not trying to fight the flavor. It's not trying to beat the flavor. I'm gonna wash this down with something beautiful. You know, we're not mm-hmm. we're just gonna let the Conte sing on this one. I think. Yeah, and I'm getting toast mm. and brioche mm. Ooh. and sweetness and a little bit of um, a little bit of pecan on my tongue as I'm, you know, letting it melt in my mouth. Ooh. Yeah. And then there's, and then I'm going to drink the wine now in this wonderful rosé. But again, here you're having that. Once again, your palate is being cleansed by the bubbles, either champagne or blanc de blanc or cremeau. They all work because the bubbles and the acidity cleanse your palate for the next bite. Mm-hmm. Can you hear those bubbles fizzing? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I know. I know you're all jealous out there. Forget it. You're all drinking wine and eating cheese out there, too. It's not just us. I know everyone is. I mean, what else are you doing on Nantucket? No, I know. I know you're all working hard. You are. (laughs) From home. (laughs) From home. All right. Well, I think we should move on to number three. Okay. So. La Yole, which is a cheese from the Aveyron department of southern France. It's a cow's milk. Again, this is a PDO like the Conte. And like the Conte, it is made with uh, raw milk cheese. This one also, you know, of course, with with being a PDO, it has to have uh, the race of the of the cow is, is specific, uh, the time that the cows need to be out on pasture specific. So here we have a cheese that's going to be more of a lactic flavor. It, I think it's a little bit more acidic than the Conte, which was sweeter, and. That's why we're, we're pairing it with the Gewürztraminer, which is a sweet wine, and I think this is going to be a nice contrasting pairing. All right. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's talk about Alsace. Again, yeah. But before, I just want to inform the audience, you are listening to Camille's Demi Hour, and I'm speaking with Charles Duke. He is the fabulous cheese man. No, that's not your name. <laughs> you are the managing director of the French Dairy Board. This guy is helping us learn, taste, and bring amazing cheeses from France into the United States. And he's in charge of that for both North America and Latin America. So we're lucky to have him on the show today, and we're tasting some killer cheeses. And he paired them with some amazing wines. We're doing French-only, classic, original, keeping it simple. We started with the Brie and a beautiful Beaujolais, an incredible pairing. I'm now a Brie convert. And then we went over to the Conte and Jura and paired this amazing sparkling Brut Rosé with uh, a Conte from Jura. And our last cheese of the day um, is a La Riole, correct? Is that right? From Avignon, France. La Riole, yes. mm-hmm. And one a little more rare to find, but you can definitely find it if you can ask your local cheese monger. And um, we're pairing it with an Alsace. I just want to say something quickly about this wine that we're pairing it with. Okay, so it's Lucien Albrecht from Alsace. It's a Gewürztraminer. These are all young wines, by the way. None, none of them are aged. The Beaujolais was was very young, which you always want to drink, Beaujolais young. The Brut as well is just a non-vintage. And this is a 2019, which Alsace you can drink young, and there's amazing aged wines as well. But what I want to say about Alsace is that this region is phenomenal, and I don't think it gets w- enough attention at all. 
especially during the summer and spring months. I really wish we could explore more of it in our culture, and it was more of an everyday kind of staple, I think, for people because they're so good. They're so good. Yes, I, I agree. It's diverse. It's easy to drink. So cheese let's try the some, cheese yeah, first. So we yeah. have this layol from La Veron. Yeah, set the palate with the cheese um, first. Set the palate with mm-hmm. the cheese. So we're, you know, we're finishing off with this cheese in this particular three-cheese pairing because it is the most pungent. And I think you realize that now that you put it in your mouth, yeah. it is saltier than the other ones. It has more of a gamey um, mm-hmm. flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It's also 45% fat content, so you can feel that. It's meaty, it's earthy, it's, you know, it's very present. There's a beautiful texture. It's soft, surprisingly. Yes. It's a hard cheese, but it's, it's not creamy. like a hard, like, it's creamy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's gamey. It's- These are one of the, you know, this type of cheese from this area, like Pontal, like uh, La Yol, they're, they're memorable because they are very meaty and very um, hearty. Let's try the wine. Mm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mm. Kind of classic Gewurz, right? Yeah. Nice, nice honeysuckle, little spice, beautiful texture. I think this is about texture. This is about texture, too. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, that definitely the, the wine and the cheese create this a little bit of a heaviness, but it's pleasant and it oh, yeah. tones down the saltiness mm. and it adds that sweetness that was that balances out the layolo. Yeah, the sweetness of the Gewurztraminer really, really, really hits that saltiness component. But without being overpowering because it's not that sweet either. Outstanding. I, I just think this was... Just perfect. Three amazing wines, three amazing cheeses. Again, the Brie with the Beaujolais, the Conte with the Cremant de Jura Brut Rosé. Come on now. The Gewurztraminer with the La Riole cheese um, pair beautifully together. Wonderfully done. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you know, three cheeses, three wines, very simple, but we've gotten so much out of this, I think. Flavor-wise, experience-wise, it's my mission is pretty much to educate American consumers on these products that a lot of people haven't tasted. You know, not because they don't like it, they just haven't discovered them yet. And once they do, they're hooked. I have one final question. Can you eat too much cheese? I I say no. <laughs> okay. Good <laughs> I answer. I say no, but again, these are... And one other question, more seriously. The the debate between raw and pasteurized. I know raw is riskier for, um, you know, for example, pregnant women and just health in general. But raw is a little healthier, is it not? Like, do you want to seek out some raw cheeses? Is it an experience? Um, well, uh, and my thoughts as far as, you know, the, the French cheeses in the U.S., you know, there's a law that doesn't allow raw milk cheeses to come in unless they're aged at least 60 days before reaching the U.S., so, for instance, the two cheeses we sampled today, the Conte and the Layo, they're both raw milk cheeses, but they've been aged over 60 days. So they can be exported from France and imported into the U.S. Cheeses that are, you know, aged for four to six weeks, like this brie, here in the U.S. will always be pasteurized. Mm-hmm. In France, there are raw milk brie's, raw milk camemberts, raw milk triple cremes, etc. And I think the advantage there is that, you know, the cheese evolves as it ages. And creates new flavors and nuances that we don't, will never be able to, to taste here with a pasteurized brie or, or camembert. Excellent point. I think the right. other advantage of you know raw milk is that it adds to your intestinal flora, and that helps you with better digestion and things like that, which which are 
doesn't exist with a with a pasteurized version. Right. This is so exciting. It makes me realize we need to do a lot more food and wine tastings on the show. I miss it and did a lot more in the beginning in my first seasons. Thank you for sharing and sending me these amazing goodies. This was just such a treat for me today. So. It was my pleasure. I hope we get to do it again. There's, you know, a thousand other cheeses we can taste. So, But I just want to thank you again, Charles, for being on the show. This was just a total delight. Thank you very much for having me. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Thank you, Charles. If you would like to hear this full episode or past shows, you can find me on iTunes. Cheers.